Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What a happy Friday, Houdat Nation. Are you still looking over that schedule? I am sure everyone is beaming after that release yesterday, especially our very own Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, who will be joining us after the first break. Yeah, it, uh, Nick Underhill tweeted this uh, from NewOrleans.Football, and I think it's perfect. He's like, I'm gl- I see we have moved from fire everyone season to the Saints are going 14-3 and three season. Uh, <laughs> right. Because it, it is so funny. It was like, we already, and you mentioned this, we already knew who the opponents were. The opponents aren't new, but for some reason, it feels like... Once you're laid out with a schedule and dates and times, boom. <laughs> feels I, like the sky has cleared. It's like, oh my gosh, it's playoffs again. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, I almost think that this is a this is what happens every year to some extent, and that's why like by week six, when they're like th- three and three, everyone's going to be like, what's happening? Everyone told me they were the best team ever. Um, anyway... It was uh, a a lot of positive news, I would say, though, comes out of the schedule. Um, From mine and maybe yours perspective, too, we don't have to work on a holiday this year. That's always nice. This is true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I had one person say, like, man, they got kind of, you know, effed over with uh, the second Thursday night football game. Yeah, that one's the only one that really kind of irks me. Yeah, but think about it. You got away from Christmas, Black Friday, Thanksgiving – International games, so you—they're gonna have to get you somewhere. Like there is a consolation somewhere, right? Um, and so that's where it is—is is you get the extra Thursday game, but you're not playing on Thanksgiving. That would have been an extra Thursday game. You're not playing in a six-hour time difference. That would have been inconvenient. Uh, Dennis Allen went on the Rich Eisen show and said it was a relief, yes, that... to not be scheduled on the international slate. And like, if you ever wondered whether these coaches want to be in those games. I think that tells you right there. No, and for the whole team, it's just a big hole. You know, it's not just moving players and coaches. You got the oh, equipment yeah. staff and and everything else that's involved with that. So so yeah, I can totally understand not wanting to do back-to-back seasons. What do you think of the, you know, the the Jaguars talking about a little off topic of Saints Jaguars get back-to-back games in London. I guess they're just Camping out, waiting to be tran- you know transferred that, permanently over there. That is unique, um, and they are the designated home team, right? There, it's going to be their eleventh London game by week five, I believe. And you know, you, you do look at it, and you're like, okay, down the road, when the NFL inevitably at least kicks the tires on trying to expand because the money's there, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna make money off it. And the question's not going to be whether you can monetize it. It's going to be whether there's a competitive imbalance. Um, for if, if, for instance, one team has to travel there twice, you know, I, I, it's it's kind of strange. And how many home games are they going to have in a row? How long are their road trips going to be? It's it's going to be a lot. But if any team was ever going to be put there, it feels like it'd have to be the Jaguars, right? Um, so that is interesting. The, the Jaguars are one of the teams the Saints get on Thursday night. And we were talking about this. That might you know, Trevor Lawrence might be the best quarterback the Saints face this year, which is really crazy. And you Pretty talk about amazing, right. the optimism and so much of it is couched in 
the weakness of the schedule, not necessarily how good the Saints are, but that's a part of it is, you know, is there a quarterback better than Trevor Lawrence on the schedule? Like Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill? I don't know if there is. Um, and so that's a benefit to the Saints, and that's why everyone's kind of waking up like, I don't know if you can win a schedule release, but if you can, the Saints did, right? It, it was at least um, nice to walk away feeling positive from it and not going, oh, you know, we, we got to go to Germany. You have this early bye week going on, back-to-back yeah. uh, -back West Coast road trips or something. I mean, overall, it does look very favorable for this team. Right. And we know last year, I don't know, you know, they finished with seven wins, maybe a nine, ten win, could have, should have, win have been season. So you're hopeful that this is a double-digit winning team. Without the schedule coming out, I was feeling that, though. Yeah, and, and I think you look at it and you say, okay, is the bye in a reasonable place? Week 11, I think, is a perfect time to have a bye. Yeah, right in the middle, um, it feels like. You do get a long break in the middle of that kind of opening stretch, right? Because that's one of the benefits of having a Thursday night game is the extended break afterward. And I know you like it, and I like it as someone who covers the games on the weekends. It does give you that weekend off. And the same for the players. You get is, to be Mr. Lazy on the couch. Right, so you don't get a bye week there, but you do get 10 days off. And so you can get a little extra recovery in. And that's a, that's a slight benefit, even if you do have to play on four days rest prior to that. Um, the second Thursday night game, I think if you when, – when I look through this schedule, I kind of look at, okay, if you win the games you should win, will you be in the playoffs? And I think the answer is – and then from there it's, okay, where are the trap games? Where are the games where it's like a schedule loss that you should win this game? But because of how things are set up, you might not. And I look at that Thursday night football game against the Rams, and in a vacuum it's like, yes, the Saints should go over there and just you know beat the bricks off the Rams, <laughs> right? But then you look at it, a veteran team trying to play on four days rest, making a West Coast trip. That becomes tough. And I put up uh, a game-by-game -game predictions, and I had there's a podcast, Inside Black and Gold. You can check it out. I went through all of it, and I got told that was crazy. And I projected that well, the Saints are. were going to lose to the Rams. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, guys. The Rams aren't going to be good this year. They might only win five games, but this is probably going to be one of those games because of the way it sets up late in the season, playing on four days rest and going cross-country. If the Rams are going to win any games, that's that's like one they should feel comfortable about. We've been rambling on about this schedule to start off. Want to hear from you, Houdat Nation, on the Oaken Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Going to be coming back from the break with the man, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and we'll see if he's still juiced up at not the Black and Gold's 2023 schedule. He's calling for 10, 11, 12, maybe 13 wins. Like LeBron, like not eight, <laughs> not nine, not 10. <laughs> Coming back with more of Sports Talk Friday edition after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak and Charlie Long. Welcoming in the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear to the show. And Bobby... It is gorgeous outside, and I know you are still riding high from yesterday's <laughs> schedule release, man. Uh, I love the optimist, uh, optimistic attitude and was definitely feeling double-digit victories, but, man, you are even feeling more than that for this team this year. Well, they don't win double digits. Everybody got to get fired. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, look, you know, usually they have what you call, like, the meter to schedule, a tough month or a tough month and a half. There's no meat to the schedule. Uh, to me, I, I'm looking at it. and it, Now, that's not the Saints defense taking a step back. If the Saints defense can produce like I think they're going to produce, and I think we got the quarterback uh, edge with Derek Carr, uh, i say for sure uh, double-digit wins. I mean, I'm even looking at, uh, yeah, I'm predicting right now like 11-6, and six, and I wouldn't be surprised if they could get the 12 or 13 wins. I think the schedule is that favorable. Um, it's the easiest schedule in franchise history. I would say definitely uh, since the Sean Payton era of the 21st century, we've never had uh, this easy of a schedule. You know, we're only on three primetime games. Obviously, you look at the Jets. They, they were terrible last year, but they have Aaron Rodgers, so they're in uh, six primetime games. But controlled environments, 12 out of the 17 games going to be in the Dome. I know kickers, punters, quarterbacks, uh, they always uh, love that because you're not dealing with inclement weather or, you know, wind and all that. So uh, weather's not a factor. You know, we, we could have played at Green Bay in right. December or New England. we playing September 24th. It's going to be awesome. Then we playing New England October 8th. It's going to feel like football weather. Now, it could rain maybe, but the, the way the schedule is aligned, and then the buys coming at a good time. It's not in December. It's week 11, uh, you know, in the middle of November. So, uh, now it could come down to, I, I don't know, you know, you look at Carolina, you know, they beat us twice last year. And uh, and I'm even um, looking at even with 11 wins, us going maybe four and two in the NFC South, not necessarily sweeping the NFC South. Uh, I still think uh, the schedule is that favorable and, it could come down to whether we win the NFC South or not. Or not is uh, that last game against the Falcons at home? Uh, you know, to win the NFC South, then you're hosting a playoff game, and you're not just a wild card. But uh, the bottom line is, if you look at the teams that we play, and yeah, some teams uh, you might have one or two. Boy, look how they turned their season around. Everyone's expecting big things now from the Detroit Lions. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. But not all these teams who had bad years uh, are is all of a sudden going to turn it around. Look, the combined winning percentage for the opponents is like uh, 427. I mean, that, that, that that's almost too good to be true, uh, considering when you're playing opponents and the expectations. 
But uh, I don't know. We have the edge uh, to me with Derek Carr. Uh, and what I mean by that, uh, I mean, if not Derek Carr, you could just go. You're going to go with a younger quarterback who's never played in the NFL. I might be proven differently, but you just look at, and you know, always look at the quarterback passer rating. Like, for instance, Jared Goff was number seven uh, in the NFL last year. Trevor Lawrence was like nine. Ryan Tannehill was 11. Well, don't you view uh, uh, Derek Carr kind of at least on that level? And depending on the game, maybe might have, a, a, you know, a better opportunity. But uh, we're avoiding the elite quarterbacks. And I don't know if I've ever, like I said, uh, seen a schedule where it's disfavorable for the Saints. Now you got to go out there and do it on the field. You got to be a pro. You have to be able to accept the challenge. But um, no, like I said, if we lay an egg this year, then everybody got to go. Yeah, I kind of look at the quarterback thing like, okay, are you facing a league average quarterback, an above league average quarterback, or a below league average quarterback? And I think in this season, if you look at how it sets up, Trevor Lawrence might be the only one you look at that's above league average based on what we know right now, right? Like Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, I would say, are exactly league average. Like that's where I would that's where I would put them. Um, now, that, 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 now, now, Jeff, that's going to be tough in uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at a game in Europe last year, I mean, the double doink, but the, the Vikings, did they look that much better than us? No. Now, what, they won like 11 games by one score, I, I, you know, or like a field goal type game. I don't think they're going to do that again. Now, the Saints are always going to lay an egg one year, uh, one game. In a season where, like, you're going to say, how in the hell we lost to them? Like, for instance, Giants. Uh, like the Bears. We played the Bears November the 5th. Don't let the Bears come to the Dome and upset <laughs> us. But I even look like when we had the Giants, and the Giants are coming back to the Dome. Uh, I think we all remember that game. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a, a couple of years ago. Uh, I wanna, was it 2021? Uh, I think it was 2021 season. It was week four. We, yeah. we had an 11-point lead with eight minutes left, and we lost. Like, what? No, th- those are the kind of things that you cannot do. Uh, but I, I just like our chances a lot uh, when I look at our roster, and I think a lot of it has to do, uh, you know, health. Uh, you know, we have Michael Thomas available the whole year, but every team could say that, whether they have health or not. But uh, if our defense can build upon – uh, what they did last year, what they've done in previous seasons, where we, you know, we're confident we got a top ten defense, if not, uh, you know, top five. But again, that old old thing, the parity in the league, the turnover margin. Uh, you know, like all of a sudden we look in my, uh, week eleven at the bye week, and instead of uh, you know plus seven or plus eight, we minus four in the turnover margin. Those little bitty things definitely uh, affect everything, but. Uh, this is not a world-beating schedule. Uh, <laughs> you know, you just just look at who we perceive even in the NFC. Okay, let's say like the 49ers. Um, you look at the Eagles. You look at the Cowgirls. Uh, I mean, whoever, I mean, then you're not playing, look in the AFC. Like, you're not playing a team like the Chiefs. You're not playing the Bengals. Uh, you know, you're not going to be playing um, Justin Herbert and, and the Chargers. So, and the Rams are not the Rams of old. I don't know how's Matthew Stafford you know, going to bounce back. But I don't know. I'm telling you, I've never, unless y'all can prove different to me, I've never seen this easier schedule in, in Saints history. Or no, definitely the past two decades. Definitely not from a quarterback perspective. And just for, for, for some perspective on that Giants game, in 2021, Daniel Jones threw for 2,428 yards. 
in that one game, he threw for 402 oh. yards, <laughs> and they won in overtime. Uh, so that was – if you want to talk about well, an aberration. We made him. We made Alex yes. Smith. Uh, we made Matt Jones like a Hall of Famer. <laughs> now, the, the, that's what our defense – you can't give up those big uh, chunks, splash plays. I remember at the beginning of that game, uh, Lattimore was kind of loafing, and then he let Saquon Barkley get behind him. I want to say he threw like a 60-yard bomb to the running back. He had one and to then, John remember, Ross, too. Yep. Yeah, and then Ross down the middle, Debo hustles, he knocks the ball out, and then he could have went and recovered, have a touchback, and then he didn't finish the play. So all those little things come into play. But I like the leadership we have on our team now and the experience. And um, I'm just optimistic. I, I think I can't find anything, boy, we got the, the bad end and a stick on this one. Uh, considering when you go from September, October, November, December, and then uh, beginning of January. So uh, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, uh, but like I said, uh, the the pressure should be that, hey, uh, the Hudak Nation, we need to hold the organization's feet to the fire, and we got to get back to uh, you know winning ways and, and be in the postseason. Again, we could be 11-6 and six or 12-5 and 13-4 and, and still not win anything. But I'm thinking as far as uh, – you know, you have that type of record. You have a great chance to win the NFC South. You're hosting a game. And what I, what I like, and it's always intriguing about the NFL, and, you know, you're watching the NBA playoffs or you watch uh, Major League Baseball, anything in a series, uh, the best team's going to win. But for one game, I mean, anything can happen. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still look back when um, – when the Giants is a wild card team with Eli Manning, when they won the Super Bowl, I remember in the beginning of December, they were ready to run Tom Coughlin and uh, Eli Manning out of town. The Saints that year beat them like by 30 points. In which time? And so, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, so uh, when you get hot at the right time and, uh, again, you know, protecting the football and taking it away. And I think it's going to be a big key, too, is that from the get-go, since our defensive line is so different, uh, and we're going to be challenged uh, week one against the Titans. Uh, can we stop the run? And can our offensive line control the line of scrimmage and we run? You know, we all like the explosive plays and all that. And But uh, if we can do that basic football thing about stopping the run and running the football, uh, I don't know how we don't have a, a great chance uh, to win a, a, every game. I'm not saying we're not going to win every game. Like, for instance, I, I think uh, – because it hasn't been kind to us in September twice. We went to Carolina, and we lost. Well, week two, I even have that as a loss, uh, playing at Carolina on Monday night. Now, uh, boy, uh, God forbid if Andy Dalton's the quarterback and, and Bryce Young hasn't won the starting job. Then I know Bryce Young's eventually going to play, but, boy, you don't want that to happen. You say, oh, well, the Saints know Andy Dalton. Well, Andy Dalton knows the Saints. So, so that's a push. To me, uh, when you look at that, well, but, uh, I, I hope it's Andy, just because he's terrible in primetime games too. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, see, we were talking about that. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, what he's won one game and lost about eleven or twelve primetime. So he's lost like his uh, last like fourteen or fifteen primetime. Yeah, yeah, starts. yeah. It's some it's some ridiculous negative, you know, stat. But again, like you face it in uh, Green Bay. I mean, is Jordan Love going to be the answer? We don't know, yeah, right? Tampa Bay don't have Tom Brady. Who are they playing? Like Baker Mayfield or whatever? No, you just go through all these games. Uh, I don't know where the Texans are. Are they going with the rookie, C.J. Stroud? Right. No, uh, Jeff, like you said, the best quarterback, because we know that they're expecting high things throughout the league and the respect he has is Trevor Lawrence. You know, but we get them at home, uh, you know, in that Thursday night game. But if, if you look at it, even when we play in that stretch, 
And I say, uh, if I'm looking for a weak stretch, and we're fortunate that we play in the AFC South, if you go from October the 15th through October the 29th, it's all AFC South teams. At Texans, we got the Jaguars at home, and then we're playing at the Colts. Okay, who's playing quarterback for the Colts? I mean, I, I don't know. Then Justin Fields after that with the Bears. I mean, is he finally going to – because I, I think he's on the hot seat. He, he has to do something this year, or he's not their franchise quarterback for the future. Uh, still, you got the Wiley veterans and Ryan Tannehill the first game. And, and then uh, when we play uh, the Vikings, oh, his name slipped in my mind. I was Kirk just Cousins. talking about it. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, uh, we made Kirk Cousins one playoff game, and we lost in the Dome. We made him look like a Hall of Famer. But, but other than that, there's a lot of quarterbacks we play, play in that uh, I think we have the edge with Derek Carr. And uh, if you look at Jerry Goff, the expectations they have for him with the Lions. So they, the NFL wouldn't have put them against uh, the Chiefs to kick off the season if they didn't think the Lions could be one of those teams that all of a sudden maybe they were representing the NFC North in the playoffs. So, so Bobby, I have a question for you because that Lions matchup, there's a lot of competing revenge narratives going on, right? Like you have Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn coming back. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is with the Lions now. Jamal Williams is on the Saints now. As someone who's kind of been on both sides of a rivalry like that, this isn't really a rivalry, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that is, is there added incentive? Is there added motivation when you're that player coming back to beat your former team? Or is that just something that people kind of uh, like to talk uh, about? No, hell, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, you want to win. <laughs> no, that, that, that ain't fake. Yeah. Uh, you don't think Dan Campbell wants to beat the right, Saints? Right, And Aaron Glenn, that's even coaches involved. No, and then like with the Falcons, you don't think uh, Fontenot as an executive, he wants to get uh, over the hump, uh, you know, to, to look at how they lost that game against the Saints to kick off the season or the Saints beat them twice. So, yeah, that, that definitely comes into play. That's not like, oh, no, it's just another game. No, that's how much you BS. Mm-hmm. It's not no other game. Uh, you, you, they really want to beat the Saints. So what you got going on this weekend, Bobby? Well, uh, I'm gonna, tomorrow I'm going to go see my mom early uh, Mother's Day on, uh, on on the Saturday tomorrow instead of Sunday, and then T. Bob's uh, baptizing two of his kids, so I'm heading wow. out to Baton Rouge, the two youngest kids. So I'm going to go to that, and um, and so really just spending time with family and, and, and watching the NBA playoffs. Uh, I'm always intrigued with that, and uh, but I, I, as long as the Lakers don't win, you know? <laughs> the Lakers cannot win. Uh, it's like. I don't even like the Warriors. You know what I like now? I like the Denver Nuggets. How can you hate on the Denver Nuggets? They're fun. Yeah, that, that, that's – so I'd say like the Nuggets, and I guess I'm cheering for the Celtics because, um, uh, you know, I have a relationship with Malcolm Brogdon. You know, he was with my youngest son, Bo, when they were at Great Atlanta Christian, and they oh, won the okay. state championship in basketball. So I know Malcolm Brogdon. He's won – you know, he, I remember I was so excited for him. He had signed a four-year contract for about $44 million. You know, he's been with the Bucks, been with the Pacers, now with the Celtics. He's always the sixth man. But he was probably, talk about under the radar, I would think it was 2016. He won NBA Rookie of the Year. Yep. You know, and then and all the success he had at Virginia, you know, winning the championship. Uh, so, you know, when you know someone, you tend to cheer for that team. So I guess if Brogdon was playing for the Lakers, uh, I might be torn a little bit because of AD. And, and who knows, and maybe AD might come back and play tonight and then maybe you'll get bumped in the head and get taken out of the wheelchair again. I don't know. Always appreciate the time on Friday, Bobby. Enjoy family time and I'll be talking to you later on. All right. All right, Steve. All right. Take care, Jeff. Thanks, man.
Who that nation want to hear from you? You heard the Cajun Cannon being so optimistic about this schedule. What are you thinking? How many wins are you putting up for this black and gold team this year? Want to hear from you on the Oakenheart Jewelers Talking Text Line. That's 504-260-1870. We'll be back with more Friday Sports Talk after this on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, besides the excitement of the NFL schedule coming out, we also have the start of rookie minicamp. Saints uh, prospects all reporting in today, checking in to the facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. Jeff and I will be out there tomorrow for the media access part and be reporting on all that for you guys on Monday, getting great sound from the locker room. And we saw that uh, the Saints put out that four of the newbies got new contracts. Yes, they did. The only quarter, uh, the only quarterbacks, the only rookies that don't have contracts signed, I believe, at this point are Brian Brzee, Isaiah Foskey, and Jake Hayner. Is that correct? correct? Yes, Kendra Miller, Salvadari, Jordan Howden, and A.T. Perry. You did were what eight. I keep doing. It's Salvadari. What did I say? Salvadari. Salvadari. I've been Sal-da-veri. having. I have been having so much trouble spelling that name. I have to look it up almost every time. I, I did Sal- mess it up a bunch of times too. I knew yeah. I do know after the D there's an I. Yeah, I just know that the D comes before the V. That's the important <laughs> thing to remember. Saldaveri. Maybe if he starts a couple games, we'll all get. If I can spell Ramcheck, I think I can get to a point where I can spell this one without looking it up. Or back in the day, uh, remember Haloi Kakaha. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, it was a big day for me when I learned how to properly pronounce and spell Giannis Antetokounmpo. There you go. That's um, great, right? Ben Roethlisberger. That one still gives one. me hiccups. Yeah, yeah, anyway, uh, Saldaveri. But, yeah, so Saldaveri, Kendrick Miller, Jordan Howden, and A.T. Perry all have their contracts signed. It makes sense. They're in town. Just get it done. Yeah. Right? Um, it's a lot easier now, obviously, with the way things are structured. Well, <clears throat> sorry. It is for the for the first-round picks, definitely. Like, I was kind of surprised we didn't see Brian Brzee sign his just because those are slotted, and there's really not much you can do to negotiate them. Last year, if you recall, uh, Alante Taylor – kind of had his contract drag out a little bit. Right. And it was in those instances, like once you get to the second round and the third round, um, the conversation is usually about how much guaranteed money there is on the back end. And uh, that, that was him. He said that he wanted to kind of wait and see some of the second round deals that of players that were picked around his draft sl- slot so that he could kind of base what he was getting off what they were getting. Um, it's never – it's not a – a contentious negotiation, if, if if you understand what I mean. Like, it's just a, okay, he hasn't signed the contract yet. He's going to have to sign a waiver if he wants to participate, which he will. And that's what he that's what Alante Taylor did. And so if, if Brian Brzee, Isaiah Foskey, Jake Hayner haven't signed their contracts, 
by some by today, I'm sure they are still out there working. Is my point. Yeah, and uh, we don't expect to see much of anything from Kendra Miller on the field as he's recovering uh, from his injury. I wouldn't imagine him doing much at rookie minicamp. Yeah, we'll have to see. It'll be interesting when we get out there uh, tomorrow on Saturday because he is dealing with that knee injury. Dennis Allen said that their goal was to kind of have him start with the training staff and kind of work his way back into a full participant. Yeah. I don't think they're going to try to rush him out there, so – I would be surprised if he's getting a ton of work that's not like off to the side with a trainer. Um, but I still expect to see him out there doing some work. He's definitely, for me, uh, one of the draft picks I knew little about, but seeing uh, the, the clips of him became more and more excited and enamored with this guy and uh, think that he's going to be uh, in store for a lot of snaps this year, obviously because of the Alvin Kamara situation, which we are still – you know, waiting for the legal process to play out on. Yeah, yeah, and the running backs are always going to be fun to watch, and we have new running backs to root for this year, so that's going to be fun. There's a lot of interesting UDFAs, too. Uh, the guy I'm excited to watch is Anthony Orgy. He's the linebacker out of Vanderbilt. Very productive, led Vanderbilt in tackles for three consecutive seasons. He's got the prototypical build for a linebacker, the athleticism you look for, and I was surprised he didn't get drafted. Um, and I think he fits a need for this team in the, you know, kind of the volume tackler role. If you need to get him on the field, he can play special teams. He's the one UDFA that I kind of slotted into my way too early 53-man roster projection. Um, and so I'm excited to see him out there and kind of – because I think once you kind of get a look at him and how he works in that linebacker group, I think people are going to start talking a lot more about him. Coming back with more sports talk after the break. Going to get to you, Big John, and more. Give us the call on the Oak and Heart Jewelers Talk and text line 504-260-1870. Back after this on WWL. Closing out hour one here of WWL Friday edition of Sports Talk. We'll be getting to the LSU Sports Radio Network at 7 for pregame coverage of Game 1. LSU taking on Mississippi State in the box with Paul Skeens taking the mound for the Tigers as the regular season is winding down at the last... Regular, regular, the regular season, season. I like that. Yeah, regular. Uh, but the it's the, the last home series. Series, yeah, it's went by so quick. I was yeah. trying to make it out to the box this year, and I still have not. You have two days. Uh, Georgia next weekend. That's on the road, and then the SEC tournament. Well, kind of busy tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the phone lines. Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. I'm one. Big John, what you got for us today? Hey guys, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, Doing good. Let me. Let me let me ask you all a question. Okay. What people are forgetting or overlooking completely is the fact that we lost three or four games with Dennis Allen a coach. I don't know why everybody keeps overlooking that. Things aren't going to change with this guy. He, he He's not an offensive head coach. I mean, a, a head coach. He is a good defensive coach. I don't know why everybody's just so excited for this guy. He's going to make the same mistakes. They had Cincinnati beat. They had Tampa beat. They had Carolina beat. He's got Taysom Hill sitting on the sidelines in the Minnesota game. I mean, there's just a lot of things that he could have won at least another three or four games last year. But you said yourself, he's not an offensive coach. That's, that's not stuff you put on Dennis Allen. Is the, well, he's putting it on himself. I'm not making the calls then. Well, I mean, he's, he's a head coach. A lot of head coaches don't make the offensive play calls, though. So I don't understand it, how that's going to hold them back this year. I mean, are you talking? I mean, if we want to say Pete Carmichael is going to hold them back because of the offensive decision making, I don't. I don't know if you can draw a line between Dennis Allen and not being as good offensively as you want them to be. Is my point? 
well, no, but I can draw this line. Dennis mm-hmm. Allen's been all over the NFL, and he's, he's never won more than two games. So I don't know if that makes everybody think this guy's going to be some miraculously uh, worker out with the last second year. Well, I, I just don't see him winning. I, I tell you what, I'd be willing to bet on the line that they don't win eight or nine games. And I hope I'm wrong. I'm a huge Saints fan. But I just don't see it with, with this guy at the at the home. Um, well, I'll tell you what, you should bet the under. I'm going to. And I'm going to suggest, Jeff, I'm going to call y'all next week. All right. I mean, next year. And, and I'm going to say, remember this conversation. Look, I, I'll, have it, I'll have it bookmarked. I'll put it in my calendar right now. <laughs> well, what do you think he's going to do? I mean, I think that they're going to find ways to be successful this year in ways that they weren't unable to last year, which is. Pr- protect the ball, not turn it over, force turnovers at a higher rate, and that's going to help them win close games. I agree with you. I don't I don't think Dennis Allen is the the end all be all of this team in terms of oh suddenly they're an eleven win team, but they are set up for success this year a lot better than they were last year, I think. Yeah, to me well, Bobby's up here saying he thinks they're gonna go win possibly twelve, thirteen games. I don't know yeah. what he, he's being a home. I put I him at ten and seven to be for, for perspective. Bobby is a little he is a, he is an optimistic guy these days, for sure. Yeah, I am used to usually too, but I just get a bad feeling with this guy. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, man. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Have a good weekend, Big John. Coming back after the break, we'll be talking to James and Slidell and Jimmy and Gretna on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Also at 520, going to be welcoming in Sean Devaney, NBA insider and content editor for TheHeavy.com, talking NBA playoffs and a little bit about the Pelicans and their future for next season. Also at 620, Dr. David Chow, a.k.a. Pro Football Doc, former NFL head team doc and analyst for Sports Injury Central. What's that timeline for Tom Michael Thomas's recover from foot surgery should be interesting to find out more on that. Coming back with more after this on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 